stupid suicide. You're a stupid suicide. Welcome to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead, one morose minute at a time. We're your hosts, Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com and Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are examining minute uh, number six, I believe, which starts with the garage door crashing closed, breaking the rest of the glass out, and ends with the dad talking about how can Lane can't do anything without that girl. Hey, Jason, how about, a, how about a full recap of this minute? Okay. Um, at actually uh, five minutes even, the garage door malfunctions, crashes closed, and breaks the rest of the glass. At 5.04, Lane is drying his hair with a hairdryer. At 5.10, Mom is consoling Dad over his encounter with the sinister paper boy and attempts to console him with something green that he apparently is supposed to have for breakfast. <laughs> at 5.21... Dad asks Mom, what is said breakfast food? And she tells him that it's bacon, boiled bacon. And 537, back to Lane, who is now using the hairdryer to dry his socks, which he took into the shower with him. We still don't know what's up with that. And uh, by the way, the music that plays in the background during that bit is Dancing in Isolation with Terry Nunn from Berlin. At 5.50, we find out that Lane has tryouts for the high school ski team and is going to Mount Brody with Beth. Alrighty, we find out a lot about Lane's life and what's going on. Lane is a skier and uh, is trying out for the high school ski team. So now we know he's a high schooler, <laughs> a, a yeah. senior. He's got a girlfriend named Beth, which did we know that before? I don't think we did. I think it, the, the dad actually is the one who uh, says her name for the first time. The biggest laugh line for me is, is the, uh, the bacon thing. I, well, I don't know. The, the door crashing closed. What, uh, what do you like about? Well, you know, that's, that's the perfect button for, <laughs> you know, the, for the previous scene. But, yeah. Well, in the previous scene, he was trying to protect the garage door from getting smashed by the, by the sinister paper boy. And then, crash. He breaks all the windows out anyway. Yeah. Which is what they call in cinema anticlimax, folks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the big laugh line for me is, what have you done to it? Well, for me, I don't know how I felt the first time I saw it, but um, in in the years since, the big memory for me has been the bits about the food, about mom's inability to cook the food. Uh, there's, I don't want to ruin it by talking about it, but there's kind of the climax of the bad food cooking coming up later in the movie. And this is a nice little, nice little foreshadowing of that event. So, have you ever tried to boil bacon? Can't say that I have. I wonder if it actually ends up green. Because it's pork. It could. Who knows? I've never tried to boil it. I've only fried it. Oh, and microwaved it, which, of course, completely ruins it and makes it extra crispy and gross. Yeah. I, I, I remember that thing that they invented a few years ago that's like a bacon rack where you just kind of, like, drape the bacon over it. Oh, you know, those did exist when this movie was made. We got our first microwave in like 1977, and you know there was <laughs> there were attachments for like making turkey. There were attachments for making bacon, and it would yeah it would drip down into a little drip pan. Yeah. So that you wouldn't have any grease. Worst bacon ever. <laughs> Although, I don't think it's as bad as this. 
<laughs> I think that's a safe bet. This stuff is really disgusting. It's the fact that it's oh, I don't even know. Does it look like bacon to you? It looks like there was an attempt to make it look like bacon by the special effects department, but it also doesn't. It, it, it looks like bacon that has been dragged through a swamp. <laughs> it, it, it has a very kelp-like greenness to it. Uh, or like uh, <laughs> that slime that you would get when you were a kid. For you know, it would like it wouldn't it wouldn't get anywhere. You would hold it in your hands, but it would be that consistency of yeah yeah. It it, it looks like the stuff that comes out if you stretched your stretch Armstrong too far and the arm popped off. <laughs> So, Mom, I, I think this marks the beginning of her experimenting with, with uh, new kinds of food, probably in the life of, of Lane's family. Do we have a last name on this, Lane? Meyer. Meyer. It, it, it seems like it might be the beginning of Mom getting experimental with food in the Meyer family because Dad's reaction here is like it's the first time something this horrible has happened. He actually, you know, says, what is this? This, how does he say it? What have you done to it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does seem fairly surprised, so, yeah. So, Steve Savage's choice to have the girlfriend, Beth, watching Lane dry his socks. (laughs) Yeah, that was a nice touch, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just cinematically indicating that Beth is, is in every aspect of this guy's life. And how about those socks? Like, what's the deal with taking so- taking the shower with the socks? We kind of touched on this earlier, but do you think do you think Lane only has one pair of socks, one mismatched pair of socks at that? I think it's the only pair that we see in the entire movie. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, are you saying this as someone who loves this movie so much that you've seen it a thousand times, and later on you remember this pair of socks coming into the into the movie? Or are we just making the assumption, are we living under the assumption for the rest of the movie that this is the only pair of socks he has? Because that could change how I see the movie. Hmm. Like later on when he's in his tux, but you know he's wearing those socks. And you know they can't be smelling good. (laughs) And, you know, maybe he's having problems skiing because he has a really bad athlete's foot from the constantly damp socks. Yeah, or maybe he has like... Frito toenails. You never know. <laughs> uh, There's a real air of mystery going on with these socks, man. <laughs> and the song, of course, that's playing during that is Dancing in Isolation by Terry Nunn of Berlin. That's the band that did the uh, they did the video that was the dramatization of Bonnie and Clyde's story, but set to 80s pop synth music. Am I wrong about that? Hmm. Do you recall that? Like, No More Work? Isn't that that band? No More Words. No More Words. No yeah, More Words. Yeah. And the video for that in the 80s was the, the Bonnie and Clyde, like, Terry Nunn was Bonnie, and who was the Clyde? Who's the guy from the band Berlin? I assume it's a boyfriend or a, or a husband-wife or a boyfriend-girlfriend situation, Berlin. Do you know anything about him? I, I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the guy's name either. <laughs> well, be that as it may, it surprises me. Berlin, to me, seemed like a one-hit wonder. But then, you know, as I've been growing older and watching 80s movies again, it's like, oh, look, there's, there's, you know, that chick from Berlin singing a song on this. She must have, like, been making a pretty good living at the time and, and getting it done. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll, at first glance, you think, oh, they're the 
take my breath away people. You know, and they, <gasps> and they probably is she the take? Are they the take your breath away people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, from Top Gun. Yes. And you figure, oh, they probably retired on that, but yeah, they had a lot of uh, soundtrack work. I think this uh-huh. not a good song. I don't nothing <laughs> nothing good about this to me. It's 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 bad eighties in every way. The eighties music was bad, in my opinion. It had <laughs> that one synth sound that's eighties. It had guitars that were like had that extremely bright sound, very and very very bright, very clean, very bright, clean distortion with. Uh, with the horn work, with the saxophone solo thrown in there. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of that. But yeah. anyway. It's definitely no Metro. <laughs> <laughs> Lane is a, Lane is a high schooler who's going to try out for the ski team. This is going to be central to the plot. Or, yeah, it will be. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, like One Crazy Summer, there are suggestions here that Lane is very good at the sport that he's being accused of, you know, doing. Like, Lane himself is going to try out for the ski team at Mount Brody, which, you know, if we're playing if we're playing the where is this in real life, I wonder if there is a Mount Brody with a K-12 ski run on it. Well, it's supposedly set in California. Okay, so you know this because... Because... Uh, well, ba- obviously... It's nice during the day, but they're going up to a mountain in the afternoon. Yeah. Why wouldn't that make it? I mean, could that? No, because Colorado is kind of snowy down in town when it's snowy on the mountain. So, West Coast, West Coast town? I mean, on the coast? Hmm. Do we see any ocean in this movie? No, I don't think we do. No, no, it it seems pretty landlocked. I I, I can tell you why I know where this is at. Um, It's actually a scene that. Happens later. Um, it's actually on an address label to something that Badger gets in the mail. Okay, Badger is a character later. Bad- Badger is Lane's little brother. Okay, okay. Oh, the, a reminder. I have not seen this entire movie. I'm I'm experiencing it one minute at a time after after a many decades break. You've seen it recently, mm-hmm. so you know what's gonna what's coming. Okay, so we do find that out later, and we know. Is there a zip code on that address? There's no zip code, but it's Greendale, California. Greendale. Greendale. Okay. Okay. Set in the world of Greendale, California. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else about this minute that stands out to you as being particularly Steve Savagey? Well, the, the, the cooking is definitely his touch. You know, the, the, the detail to which it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, because I mean, anybody can make a joke about, about oh, mom's cooking is terrible, but to you get this nice lingering gelatinous close-up of the bacon. You know? Yeah, it really does. It really does just cut to that, and you really see it just dripping green goo, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> he's savoring it. You can tell. Nice little artistic touch. Well, that about wraps it up for this minute. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, everybody, thanks for listening. And remember, if you want us, you can find us at betteroffdeadminute.com, at the Better Off Dead Minute Facebook page, email us at bodminute at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at bodminute, or leave us a voice or text message for us at 712-830-7373. 
We would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review so that it makes it easier for other fans of Savage Steve Holland's movies to find us. Also, if you could retweet us and share us on Facebook, that would be peachy. See you next time at the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast, Minute 7.